Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast, presented by HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, and its Digital Marketing Council. And now, your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Digital Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 139. We are airing Friday, January 20th, 2017, where every week we spend around 20 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in digital marketing for the hospitality industry. We'll also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing, which also airs every Friday, only slightly earlier, at 10.30 a.m. Central U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. We had the privilege of having Miss Holly Zoba, who is usually in the background doing fact checks and um, texting us during the course of the show, on the show live with us, because she is the current chairperson for HSMAI's Digital Marketing uh, com- uh, Council, which is the uh, host and provider of the HSMAI's Digital Marketing Conference, which is coming up in this February. Also along with Holly, we had as co-host to Mr. Tim Peter from Tim Peter & Associates, Mr. Robert Cole, from Rock Cheetah, and Mr. Edward St. Ange from Flip2. We spent a good portion of time discussing and recapping and reviewing uh, from behind the scenes the topics and considerations that are coming into the Digital Marketing Conference only a few short weeks from now. Um, We are expanding, according to Holly, the uh, usages of the conference, where the day before, which is the Adrian's that evening, which is a massive gala associated with the best of the best in the hospitality industry, receiving awards from platinum, gold, silver, uh, for all of their achievements within marketing, PR, and sales. Well, that day, the Digital Marketing Conference has expanded into doing seminars. Uh, these seminars are training you for different aspects. There's a great selection of choices from them. I don't want to spend our podcast going through all of the things we did for the live show. I'd simply like to direct you to the live show to pay, pay the first ooh, 45 minutes of the show. It was about two, two hour show. Uh, which is normal for us, <laughs> but the first 30 to 45 minutes goes through all of the different um, um, presentations, the topics, the headlines, and so forth, and what's to expect. Uh, but they're also doing a train the trainer, which is uh, because of the certification program, the Certified Hospitality Digital Marketing uh, Certification, which is an industry standard now for people to get if they're getting into the digital marketing space for hospitality. There is a training of the trainer session. That is the earlier part of the day that includes a lunch as well. We kind of discuss the value proposition of that along with the extra seminars are being presented that day, I think hosted by DerbySoft, um, where uh, somebody from TripAdvisor will be speaking, someone from Google will be speaking, and, Trip- and DerbySoft will be talking about MetaSearch and the usages of MetaSearch. And we've had that topic on this show many, many times as to the real value of what MetaSearch represents. Um, that was a large portion of our show. Uh, Holly did a wonderful job recapping all of that. Uh, for any of those details associated with either signing up at, uh, to register for the conference or to uh, sign up and register for the Adrian Awards or for any of the seminar pr- that are going on, it's all being done at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square, Crossroads of the World. And that will be February 21st is the Adrian's. February 22nd 
is the conference. And you can find all of this on hsmai.org or for the Adrians in particular, you can do adrianawards.com and you can check and uh, register there. So that was the main chunk of our time spent on the show. We did hit a lot of news topics, which we like to dive in a little bit deeper here on this show. Uh, a couple of the highlights of the conversations and a little bit more of the features of this is for the longest time with TripAdvisor's uh, instant book program, there have been two holdouts, two very large noticeable holdouts that were using the platform, and that was Hilton and IHG. Now, she is always notorious for doing things like that. They were the one and only to have broken ranks back in the day with OTAs and taking their inventory out of the OTA programs. They've since gone back to them. Uh, but Hilton this time has decided to break ranks first before IHG and uh, join in on the TripAdvisor Instant Book Program. We had some fun dialogue about that as to do you want to sit on one side of the table or the other? Do you want to be the one standout and be the brilliant person in the room or the one standout and be the person as to why answering your um, constituents, uh, you're not taking advantage of this platform that everyone else seems to be taking advantage of. So Hilton broke ranks and has joined the TripAdvisor Instant Book. There is the logic to it that, of course, if it is being used by your consumer, by your guest, not being there because of not wanting to pay to be there or pay the cost of being there, is really self-defeating if you can't marginalize it with your revenue strategy and have your competitor take that business that could rightfully go to you simply because you're not being exposed on that channel. To that end, we assume that, um, of course, as Marriott has gone and they were there, Hilton has joined because of that, and we can expect that ISU eventually follows suit, being the last standout to that. Um, we did also touch lightly on the Airbnb news. Now, this is not newest of news. Uh, it's a little older. Um, it was actually in the context of our last week's show where we talked about how Airbnb in Florida garnered the news again by uh, offering inventory in their local market associated with the unfortunate tragedy around the Fort Lauderdale Airport incident. Uh, terrible, terrible thing. Um, and again, we talked about those lessons learned that the CVBs are really the ones that can vanguard this. Uh, of course, the news uh, media is going to go out and look for that one hotel that has gouged uh, people that are displaced, um, like they did with Hurricane Matthew in Orlando. Uh, and then, of course, Airbnb, let's give them credit, uh, applaud them for the fact that they took advantage to show that they were being supportive in their community by offering inventory for displaced uh, passengers that had to um, stay longer than they intended because of the tragedy and offering them zero option um to zero cost on inventory that was in market. Then we thought that the hotels, there's lots of good hotels and, and there's lots of hotels in market that do that and they don't advertise themselves as such. And that's a great good Samaritan thing and very valuable. And of course the Red Cross and the local uh, first responders know who those hotels are and reach out to them when these tragedies happen um, and they don't get near the praise that they should, but we are in business. And as business goes, we should let people know that we're that type of business. So we had a lively discussion about, is it better to be the silent supporter or the advocate that's well known? And I am one to think that, well, I like personally to be the silent supporter because I don't do contributions to get the accolade of, of having done them. But from a business perspective, um, I would like my business to be recognized as a, a supporter of the community. And yes, it does affect in a positive way my business by doing so. So I know that there's a value proposition to that. And I think that there's no harm, um, only good, that comes from the fact that a business should um, draw attention to itself that it has made those decisions to support things like this. And I think that to make it a unified voice, the CVBs should be the one that lead that. There should be a contingency program within the CVB program that 
or the TDC or the chambers, we can speak to any of the of the destination community uh, representations, that they have in process the ability to convey through the media when tragedy does strike in their market, unfortunately, that they have this infrastructure of support and that these businesses contribute to alleviating some of the burden that occurred because of the tragedy. Um, and they should be held to that. They should be asked to do that. So for those who are listening to the show, if you're part of the CBB TDC programs, chamber programs, bring this in conversation and say, hey, if this unfortunately were to happen in our market, who in our market within the CBB ecosystem is willing to say, I'm willing to give inventory to those that are displaced. Or I'm willing to provide this service to those that are displaced and create uh, a crash kit, as it were, so that should it ever happen, you can act quickly, act decisively and with clear uh, message. So um, that was a fun discussion. We also went over and talked about Miraval, a wonderful luxury uh, property, uh, had been owned by KSL um, and now has been bought by Hyatt. And we wondered what the impact would be. And Edward St. Ange made a very clear point that if Miraval is left to be its own and to keep what it has as how it's identified, then it's no harm, no foul. Unfortunately, he feels that it will be absorbed into the Hyatt system and the Hyatt infrastructure, especially when it comes to their booking engine, will not do the property justice because it is so um, unfriendly to guest experience in the booking engine compared to what Miraval currently has. So we're kind of a wait and see as to what impact that acquisition of Hyatt picking of Miraval is and what it will do um, in its integration process to that. We also had a lot of fun, lively discussions about bad news, good news, and fake news. Um, and how we get into these uh, echo chambers, I think, is that we've discussed where we begin to listen to only those that are in agreement with us. We've had discussions. It's made the news, ironically, in discussions between the elections and so forth. And we had a lively discussion as to where we got our news, where all of us that are hosts on the show uh, look for as resources uh, within um, finding what it is that we talk about, believing what we're seeing in the news as being accurate. And uh, we decided we're going to put a list together of the ones that we collaborate on, that we look at, that we feel has good researched, quantified, identified, and uh, authenticated content, and not just hype. And this conversation came from a link that I had thrown in that I, I refused to share, uh, only because of its of its badness. Now, we've had a love-hate relationship or, with our relationship on Skift, and we've often talked that uh, sometimes Skift, in particular, tends to launch content for the purity of its own content. Uh, and a lot of it's regurgitated, nothing new, matter of fact, watered down, and nothing unique about it, and often not really checked well, and, and certainly not in some cases useful. And they had launched something about the top hotel trends that will shape the guest experience in 2017, and it was just old, battered, useless content. But because it throws it into mainstream conversation and there's the following that Skift has and the subscription list that Skift has, it immediately gets trending and noteworthy, but useless and a waste of time for anybody that finds it. And so we had those discussions as to what, what, how can we identify those things and what's the best way to look at it? And what's the best way to challenge it? I think we all agree there's going to be a potential resurgence in the belief that it's one thing to hear about it and see it. We talked about the Socratic three questions. If what you're about to tell me is the truth, if what you're to tell me is useful, and is what you're about to tell me negative. And based on those three answers, determining the value proposition of what you're reading or looking at or being presented um, uh, comes into play. So with that in mind, um, we did have some fun conversations about that. Uh, other things we did talk about, of course, was... Um, Google has is is changing its uh, phone number listings within its local ad programs. Now, this we're actually going to reach out to Navis and see if it does make any impact for them because we've had Navis on the show on the live show. We've had him as a guest on the podcast, 
and um, they're real strong features, the ability to create uh, a massive amount of, in, of dynamic phone numbers that allow the call centers and properties to engage directly with the person using that phone number to know what they were calling for and the trackability of success of campaigns based on the usage of those phone numbers. Well, Google is now saying, and this is a good bad thing, uh, that only the verified local phone number in their Google Business Manager can be used in local ads. Now, the good aspect of this is it removes a lot of people that are hijackers, people that create accounts on your behalf, unbeknownst to you, and put their phone number on it, and people then call it thinking they're calling you only to be hijacked as an affiliate and end up you're paying the affiliate fees when they were actually thinking they were talking to your particular property or business. Uh, so it fixes that. The negative it does is that you now have to rely upon any call tracking based on Google and not what you would do, say, with a Navis or an outside source. So we're looking to get more depth of understanding on that uh, by reaching out to Navis. And, and, and if anybody's going to know how this is going to impact or what it means, Navis will. So we'll probably have a follow-up discussion with that coming up in the not-too-distant future on shows. Uh, we also talked about the fact, going back to the conference for the Digital Marketing Conference, uh, coming up here February 22nd, that we're going to do live coverage. Uh, we're going to do Facebook Live. It seems to be the single, because uh, doing multiple platforms require multiple bandwidths, and we're going to be lucky to have enough bandwidth to do one platform. So what we're doing is we're not live casting the conference. Uh, that would be a displacement to those who have paid to be there. Uh, what we are going to do is do live coverage of what is covered in the conference outside the hall as it happens. So one of us will be in the hall, um, watching the particular presentation while two of us are outside talking about the previous uh, presentation to it. And then that person comes out and hopefully with potentially the person that just presented or at least a board member or council member or panelist to help recap or create impact as to what they just heard or, or were presented. And uh, we're hoping by that you can see the value of what the digital conference really means. Uh, as we talked about on the live show, is that if you're into this space of digital marketing, which means you're listening to this podcast so that it, it lends itself to that, that these are your peeps. This is your tribe. These are the people that live and breathe what you do, where people might glaze their, their eyes over as you talk to them about this stuff. These are the people that will add to the conversation. They're the ones that may ask questions beyond what you have even asked. It's a wonderful opportunity to share space with people that are looking at the world the same way you are or looking at what you're doing in the same way but differently as to how they're getting it done. So for that alone, the conference itself is an amazing opportunity to dialogue, share, learn new techniques and, and ways of thinking of doing the things that are constantly changing. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we do the live show because every week something is different. Every week the world changes and you can't keep up by yourself. You have to look out and find those people that can collaborate with you. And going back to the fake news conversation about that, being able to bounce as a sounding board your perceptions of things where one person may say that it's stupid, another person say that it's brilliant, but then you get to listen to both of those arguments and think, hmm, I'm going to agree with this person or I'm going to disagree with this person. It's a wonderful opportunity to not just listen to your own voice. And we'll get to cover that live between sessions coming up in the next few weeks when the conference actually starts on the 22nd. So, uh, and then Ed uh, Senange had a wonderful concept that the, uh, he is going to share next week's show. He's doing what's called Influencer Labs. And what he's decided is to create the best of the best in a market that features marketing that market. And in this case, he, uh, he said his first uh, one was Orlando, which is where he's based. And they're doing dinner. So it's a dinner conversation. And it's a dinner conversation about doing what these people do in market. 
and best breed, best practices, all those things. We uh, he said he's going to share with how well it was a success uh, coming up next week. So something forward to look forward to the next live show as well. Uh, some other topics we didn't hit uh, as much to was um, independent hotel. Uh, and revenue management, what are the best practices? Uh, interesting article. And again, all the links uh, to the articles that we discussed, both on the live show and also on this podcast, are available on the show notes on the post at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. To find this show's show notes for the podcast, you simply have to go there at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast forward slash 138, excuse me, 139, uh, which is this show. And you'll be able to uh, uh, see all the links that we're referring to. And, of course, the show notes that we were talking about with the live show. And, of course, if you want to play back the live show uh, that we had from today, then you can go to also hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live stream forward slash number 76, numeric 76, because we're show number 76. And, yes, we have been doing it actually longer than that because we didn't start counting until we're like at the 12 or 15 mark. And then we said, you know, we should start putting a number to these shows because we've been doing a lot of them and it looks kind of the same that we're saying it over and over. So um, so anyway, the article that we're talking about came from um, uh, eHotelier and the article is Independent Hotels and Revenue Management. What are the best practices? And really the key into this, and this is a benefit that I thought out of all of this that was the most important to make was independent hotels have the unique ability to use multi-channel, much more effective than brand. Now you think that would be the opposite because brand brings to the table so many tool functionalities on channel distribution. But in effect, independents have the ability to much more leverage what they do and don't do on each channel without the constraints of brand requirement. There is such a heavy burden in some circumstances, depending upon the brand, depending upon the brand type within the brand, as to what you can do outside of just the brand support of your marketing. And independents have a very strong ability to turn on a dime, drop what they don't want, blow up and do much more than what they would normally, a brand would normally do on a channel that they find valuable. And this is not something that brands uh, have that kind of flexibility to. So it was a great point to be made out of that article. Um, there was another article that was also one that we all enjoyed very well, which was a bit of a disruptor in its context. And that is, uh, it came from WordStream, wordstream.com, and it was called the 40 Essential Social Media Marketing Statistics for 2017. The fun part of these statistics, and I'm certainly by not means any going to go through all of these, but what we perceived as realities of, oh, millennials are this, and this age group does this, and this is who uses that platform, and this is what the platform represents, a lot of these stats really didn't measure against that. There was some debunking that was going on that, no, it's not quite like that. No, LinkedIn isn't being used completely for that. And no, Facebook isn't that for only that. Um, lots of neat things. So again, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, please take a look at it. It's got some great stats, great numbers of things that uh, I think are exceptionally useful when it comes to understanding that it's not always what you hear. Again, going back to the fake news, real news, bad news thing. Uh, it's about what you see as your own results. Uh, even at the end of the day of all that we discuss on this podcast, or everything that's discussed within the world of the live show or our Mar Monday Marketing Minutes or what have you, still has to go through the crucible of reality for you. Just because it may have occurred in one other market or for another hotel or a hotel brand or whatever, does not mean it applies to your hotel or restaurant or spa or golf course or whatever that each market has its unique ability it truly is when we say oh well our hotel is different than other hotels 
And some people roll their eyes like, yeah, you think that, but it's the same. No, each hotel, each market does have a nuance. It does have a niche that is unique to it or different than. Now, it can be very similar to some others, of course, but it also has uniqueness to its own. And for that end, it needs you, the person at property, whether you own the property or work for the property, to filter this kind of information in a usable, non-usable way to your property. And if you can do that effectively, then this information is valuable. And these stats of things like, you know, 40 social things for 2017 and so forth have meaning. That is just not a FYI, but it's a, hey, if that means that, I wonder if that means the same. Let's test it. Let's do something about that and see whether or not that is, in fact, a reality for us as well. So anyway, enough preaching about it, but something to consider with it. So uh, some of the, uh, we did add some other news things for it. Um, Gosh, Hotels.com introduces new mobile concierge. That was out of the hotelmanagement.net magazine. Um, we also had, again, the Google changing its call extensions. Uh, that's something uh, that uh, to take a peek at. There was also an article about chat boxes. Uh, the confidence factor of what people want to use for chat boxes. That's the new buzz thing. Oh, let's do Messenger. Let's do Messenger. Well, Messenger works for certain things in certain ways at certain confidences. So, And there's certain things you got to do to be consistent about it being paramount. But... It may not always fit for what you think it should be. So before you just say, let's just follow the shiny object, there are things to consider and things to avoid when it comes to using chatbots and messaging services and so forth. So, And then uh, there was an article that was uh, fascinating about TripAdvisor getting into restaurants, uh, how they're deliver, uh, doing um, more engagement for restaurants, uh, kind of uh, really deciding that they're going to start carving out some of the Yelp territory. So that article also... Um, is in the listing of, uh, of articles. And that, that one is a Skift one. Again, not all things. We're not bashing Skift. Skift has good. It also has bad. And to that end, a lot of places can have the same thing. So it, it has to be taken again with a grain of salt of good news, bad news, and fake news. Uh, so with that, we are at um, just a little bit over our 20-minute limit. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time for the recap and for these. Again, um, um, we do also, I'm sorry, want to announce again and introduce our newest content piece, which we are calling Monday's Marketing Minute. And it was inspired from all the questions we get on this podcast and also from the live show that we either can't get to or are somewhat repetitive of topics we've already covered in the short term. And so we don't want to keep re- treading over the territory, but there's additional questions that keep coming up from them. So give us a chance to kind of do a very short, brief answer associated with questions that come to us. Um, we found that uh, so many industry professionals like yourself have questions that come from in from time to time that they either don't have the resources available to get an answer or may not trust the source of the possible answer. Maybe it's a biasness of an agency or a service provider that they're only going to answer into the context of what they're providing. Uh, so my co-host and I have decided to answer these questions and try to dole out some free counseling. Now, um, we're not trying to just give free consulting. We're looking at being able to answer sometimes just brevity black and white, yes, no, red and green kind of things, or at least steer you in the direction to find more resources. Uh, that's what this is all meant to do. We do it every Monday. So take a look for it. You can find it at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com, Marketing Minute. Uh, so I hope you check out all the installments we have for that. Um, the actual link for all of them so far is hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash minute. And the shortcut is bit.ly forward slash HDM minute. So remember, you can find this show, as always, on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, TalkShoe, SoundCloud, Stitcher. No matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please, please, please rate us and leave a comment. We'd love to know your feedback. And of course, you can always send us topics or like to join the show. You can reach out at podcast at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any of those same platforms. 
For an archive of all previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget, again, our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1030 Central U.S. time. We have around an average attendance of 1,500 people now called This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing, the show. Uh, and that's on hausa.io, or again, you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. So with that, I thank you for your time today. We look forward to speaking with you again next week. We hope that you join our Monday Marketing Minute or our live show or join us back here on the podcast if this is your medium of conversation for us. Until then, until next Friday, thank you very much and have a great week. You have been listening to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast with Lauren Gray. Presented by the Digital Marketing Council of HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All views expressed are those of the host and his guests and do not reflect upon HSMAI or the sponsors of the podcast. Podcast and its content is protected by international copyrights. Any use not authorized by HospitalityDigitalMarketing.com is in violation. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.